This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the count. Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Something a little bit different today, not uh, discussing things with somebody live, as it were. More a recording that we did before the Coventry game, which was interesting, wasn't it, Peter? It was indeed. Whilst we were conscientiously going up to uh, up to the ground early, some people, some people, Carl, <laughs> were enjoying the delights of hospitality and blue cheese. Yes, Mr. Le- Mr. Leboff, Mr. Mr. Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah, so if you remember if you remember that Twitter space isn't who doesn't. Um <laughs> earlier on that day we went up and we were we were going to go and see what was going on with the Cornerstone Church and more importantly we were going to get to meet with Anne Swanson, founder of uh, of Junior Hornets in in the 1980s. I would suggest matriarch to the club. I think that that's not putting too fine a point on it. Yep. And we interviewed her in an interesting place. We did. Yes, so we actually interviewed her in her seat in her stand, uh, something that we've never done before. In fact, I don't know if we've ever done any kind of field. Um, I was going to use the word journalism there. That would be completely the wrong word to use. No, no, no. Uh, that's, a, that's a just a competence that we simply don't have. Exactly. Field recording then. There you go. Before, So it was a little bit odd, a little bit kind of out of the comfort zone, if you like. I remember Anne very, very uh, distinctly from when I was a junior Hornet. She was, I, I don't want to use the word fearsome, but there was no messing around with Anne. She kept everybody in line. That included, you know, officials of other clubs when the, the coaches turned up, which I think she goes into in the chat. You know, she uh, she, she um, basically was kind of, you know, leading the chants on the buses. Everybody knew Anne. So, yeah, it was, it was great to catch up with her again after ooh, 35 years or something. Um, <laughs> probably more than that, actually. I'm not going to tell you. More like 40, maybe. Well, su- suffice to say, she is an impressive lady. Uh, when you're listening to this, what we've done is because when we were interviewing her in the family stand, her family stand, I should say, yeah. the, the club very kindly started 
blurring out the the uh, the, the tannoy with music, etc. So what I've done is I've done some special magic jiggery pokery audio stuff, and we've run this through uh, some software. So we might sound a little bit funny, and Anne might sound a little bit funny, but everything's absolutely fine. It's just so that you can actually make us out and hear us okay. We also, in the middle of this, will break and listen to Brian, a little bit of Brian from the Cornerstone Church. Very nice man, made me a cup of tea. Made Anna a cup of tea later on. China cup and saucer, but yeah. Anne, not for me. No, 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 no. no. You mentioned so that before. Somewhere. I may have, I may have complained about it before, but I'm really looking forward to at the next home game seeing seeing Brian going into Brian and going. There you go. There's the podcast. And he listens to it, and before Brian even comes on, he hears me moaning. So that the next time I go in there, I get a saucer. Just saying, Brian. They saying. may only have one cup and saucer there, of course. And if Anne walks in, they're going to have to tip your tea out and make her one. Nothing is stopping Brian going and getting Peter his own saucer. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Right, so uh, let's um, let's listen to this uh, discussion with Anne then. So we're sitting in the Anne Swanson family stand, and we're actually sitting with Anne Swanson, which is very nice. Good afternoon, Anne. How are you? Hi. Pleased to meet you. I'm good, thank you. Very excited, and it's lovely to have you do this in my stand. I don't think I've ever sat in somebody's stand with them in it before, so that's quite nice. This is this is a, a first for me. Oh, good. <laughs> so, and you used to be in charge of the Junior Hornets, and I'm sorry, I was a Junior Hornet. So, first of all, I'd like to thank you because I used to come on the away days, and I used to go to the events in the players' lounge and all that sort of in stuff. Family room in the family room. Yeah, good. long, long time ago now, though. The sort of players that were coming in then were David James and. Jason Drysdale and those sort of guys. Barry Ashby, very much so. Those guys. Yes, yeah. It was them, yeah. Um, Tell us how the Junior Hornets came about and how you got involved with them. Well, I think it started really when I started the family enclosure. Right. Graham wanted, sorry, wanted to encourage women and children to come to the game. and, And he gave me 500 seats over there and said, right, that's what we want. Get it filled, and we did, and we had a waiting list. And then we wanted to do something for the children, so we started the Junior Hornets. And I'm pleased to say it's now flourishing under Dave, Barry, and Chris. Mm-hmm. And I am so, so proud. Imagine I went to the training ground a few weeks ago, yep. and 500 children turned up in a yellow, blue, black. Brilliant, wasn't it? It just makes me feel it's amazing. Great. That's absolutely amazing. So, what was the remit when the Junior Hornets started? Was it really kind of left to you to kind of decide what to do with the Junior Hornets, or did someone say we'd like to do this or do that? Or I, I think Graham just left it to me. Right, and get on with it. You know, uh, I think he knew I was a supporter, and I'd got two young kids anyway, and I wait to all the away games and. Yes, and the family enclosure took off, and so yep. did the Julia Hornets. And yes, I'm very proud. I think it's what was great was the fact that parents felt it was safe to leave their kids with you and say, There you are, you take one a coach to Spurs or Manchester United or wherever it was. Exactly. And they knew they were going to get looked after, they knew they were going to come home safe, and they knew they were going to have a good time. And certainly, I, I used to, to come on the coaches. I remember you leading the sing alongs and all that sort of stuff. You been very strict. Uh, I don't think you were that. No, I don't think you were that strict. I think well, you were harsh but fair, shall we say? I didn't understand any nonsense. No, that's didn't. for sure. No, and the behaviour was very much number one. Mm-hmm. You behave. We don't have that. This is what Graham wanted. No swearing. No, 
gesticulating at other away fans, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think, yes, I think we started a good thing. And obviously it was well respected throughout the FA because other clubs followed us. And I was going here, there and everywhere just trying to help other clubs. Oh, so you were actually trying to um, help other clubs get similar junior oh, fan yes. groups going? Oh, yes. Ronnie and they got me on board and, uh, you know, it used to go around to all the other clubs and this is what we do. Well, what could we do? Or do this, this and that. And we used to have reciprocal games with the kids and right. football right. and they'd have a meal with the opposing team and then sit with them. Nine times out of ten, the kids wanted to be away. We didn't want to sit, you know, right. with the away supporters, but it worked well. Yeah. worked well. We also remember going to England matches, I think, yeah. with your Hornets as well. We used to, used to come with yeah, us. we used to have a player that looked after us. I'm trying to remember who I had. It was quite a well-known player. I thought, my God, this guy's looking after us for the evening. Yeah, I think that, he bought us a hot dog. But, yeah, I remember going to England games. Probably David well. James. Yeah. Uh, Milky used to come with he us. He did, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, obviously, you're still coming to matches. Oh, yes. The ground has changed an awful lot since those days, hasn't it? Yes, it's just a shame we're, we haven't got Graham. Oh. Well, very sadly missed. Have you got some particular fond memories of Graham that you can share? Was there anything? I just loved him. Right. What Graham said, if he said jump, I'd say how high. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. We went down to Aldershot again. They wanted me to go and advise them. When we got there and my husband and I and Graham came up and said, oh, Anna, I want to introduce you to somebody. And we said, right, we were in the dining. So he brings the chairman of Aldershot. And he said, I want you to meet Anne Swanson. Everybody thinks I am all Watford, but I don't, it's her. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't about to say that wasn't true, were you? No, I wasn't. Because <laughs> why he said that was one day I stopped him. I can remember up there and I said to him, when are you going to put Steve Sherwood in goal? He said, do you want to choose the team? I said, well, I'd like to see if Steve Sherwood played. And another time I said... Why is I can't remember what it was, yeah. but that was how I got on with Graham. I respected him, never ever called him Graham. It was your boss or Mr. Mr. Taylor. Taylor yeah. um, but I wasn't frightened of him, and I think he appreciated that. You know, yeah. I respected him, but I was a fan, and uh, yes, but he looked after me. He was, he was just everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's very sadly missed, isn't he, Graham? Yes. He obviously, uh... I thought we were going to have another Graham Taylor when Rob came. That was one of the questions I think we wanted to kind of touch on was obviously that day up at the training ground. And we, we've had loads of listeners who took their kids along and remarked on what a fabulous day it was. Oh, it was. How reminiscent for those people who had been in the Junior Hornets it was. It felt, it felt like an echo of the, of the previous era. And also how well Rob had engaged. And obviously we're, we're very sad to see him go and for, for, for a number of reasons, but he engaged really well. How is the rest of the club now starting to try to engage? Because as you said, Barry and Dave and everybody's now... Chris. Yeah, and Chris have, have relaunched this, but you know there, there seems to be a lot of goodwill with it. Are we going to get back to being I've that family-based club? So, and I think so. From what I've seen this season, I've been in Borgham down this season. I've come yeah. to all the home games. Um, they're doing very well, and the response they're getting is good. We've had two junior Hornet away days, yep. two full coaches, uh, two wins. Uh, we're planning another one to Huddersfield, um, and I think 
That's a start. But there's one thing, can I just say, I don't work at the club anymore, but I would like to think what I lay down the foundations as a family club and to encourage children to come, I would like to ask some of the not young supporters, what will on the neglect now, 20s, 30s, could they please just watch their language when they're in the area where the children are? Because some of their language was disgusting at Card, mm. where all we go. And there was a little girl and her dad, and then me. Uh-huh. And I just think that's not respectful. It's not what they're about. Yes, if you want to swear, go where all the others are swearing. Right. I don't want to stop them, but just have a bit of respect for the kids because we're trying to encourage them to come back and the dad's not going to be happy if there's their language was awful. Can't you do something about it? I can't do anything about it. We want this, them to support us, but could they just curb their language? Some of it. In, I was in, in the, the presence police. of the kids. Yeah, I was in the police and I was embarrassed. Uh, some of it, it was. Um, well, I, I can't make any comment, otherwise I'll burst into flames out of hypocrisy alone. <laughs> but I will do my best. I'll make you that commitment there straight away. I just, I don't want it to be made uh, a big thing, but just... When the kids are when there. The kid, when, especially when we've got an away day with the junior Hornets, could they just beware that the kids are there and cheer the team on and a few swear words, by all means, everybody says a few, but... Not me. As we say, use it as an exclamation mark, not as a comma. Yes. That's there you go. I think there's, there's one other thing that I'd like to just touch on, which was back in the day, you did a thing called Ask Anne, didn't you? I did. Where you kind of made, people, kids could write in and ask you a favour and you'd try and fix it for them. Nah. Anne fix it. Anne will fix it. Are you going to try and get a game up front? No, is that what you're that's trying to really do not what I'm going to do. Okay. I just wonder if there was any of those that particularly stick in your mind what the what the Junior Hornets really wanted to do that you were able to make come true for them. I can remember. So one wanted to be a police officer for the day. Right. And we got a little boy and he got dressed up and he walked around with one of the policemen. Another one wanted to do interviews and we got him, her, to interview John McClelland. Right. And... <laughs> um, Oh, now my mind's gone blank. Oh. And I would love for them to do that again. Yeah, because I, I don't think there's quite the same... Obviously, I'm not a junior Hornet anymore. I'm in, you know, approaching 50. But I think that this doesn't seem to be quite the same kind of accessibility. But give them time. Yeah. Right. This is really only come... This season is next. Um, so it's still very young. Um, and they're learning. Yeah, of course. Um, and they haven't got Grave Taylor. Here on the, at the ground, whereas I had in, they were always here. The players were here. I had access. And on a couple of weeks ago, we went to something in the town. What was it called? After Pup's Pup. Oh yeah, Oh, Pup's Shack. Yeah. Help. And uh, the players were there, and they wanted the players all in one place. And one of them, Chaldry, was down there, and I went. <laughs> and John Mark said, "When Al Swanson does that, <laughs> you come. Don't mess about." What do Hollywood A-listers, bourbon distillers, and survival experts all have in common? Living life aggressively. Join me, Brian Tome, an adventurer, hunter, and a pastor you grab a beer with in conversation with intriguing guests squeezing the most out of life. Join millions of listeners growing spiritual muscles to as far away from your grandma's stained glass windows as you can get. Search for The Aggressive Life with Brian Tome wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. But I had access to the players 
And I think this is where training ground, Chris and Barry and John can't just go and grab the players. Right. I was talking to Cabaselli the other day and I said to him, what's wrong with you lot? Why do you, you know, what, what's missing? <laughs> and he said, confidence. Right. But in my day, I can remember if Lucy was down, I'd go, come on, Lucy, what's wrong? Or I'd have them over to my house for dinner or, you know, I, I was a mother hen. Yeah. And I think this, Cabaselli said, this is something that we miss. I think a lot of them probably are homesick. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, I mean, the training ground is fantastic, but they don't have access to the players like I have. Mm. Uh, and I think this is where they've got to work hard at it and go up to the training ground and get the players Reach out and more get involved. What they need is somebody to tell the manager to pick Steve Sherwood and then take them <laughs> home and make them a good home-cooked dinner. That's what we need. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> well, this is it. Like, yeah, uh, well, there you go. But Steve did get in. Eric oh. Steele was dropped. And yes, Steve. Oh, me. you're responsible for that. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Oh, well, no. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> no, but that that was just the relationship I had. And perhaps, I mean, I wouldn't dare say it to this bloke we've got now. <laughs> Slabbing. At the moment, Slabbing, yeah, at the moment. <laughs> I haven't met him yet, but. Um, Cisco was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, I met him a horse when he was here a few weeks ago. I mean, it must be difficult because obviously when Graham was here, it wasn't just the fact that about he was the manager. He did run the football the club. club. <laughs> yeah. he, yes. And and he was oh, here aspect, for sorry. all of that time and everybody could latch on. And as you say, you had something there. With the, with the turnover of, of, of managers and head coaches, it must be very difficult to keep being able to try and think, right, now we've got to build another relationship with another person there and, and bring them into what the, the, the point of the club is. It needs a focal point. Uh, and I think in many ways, it's, it, it's been genius bringing you back in not just as a figurehead, but as a focal point, because every time we mention Anne Swanson, we get loads of loves and hand claps and all of these little things on social media these days that you get. Oh, yeah, oh, you are. Really but really fondly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, you did actually touch a lot of lives of, of kids. You actually, you know. Well, a lot of the junior Hornets are now in here with their kids. Yeah, that's it. And they come up, do you remember me? And then I can remember a lot of the names, but. No, it's 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's, I'm just so, so proud. Well, you should be. You really should be. Because as I say, you know, when you're a kid and you're coming to football for the first time, you know, when your parents you say it's... You feel safe. That's it. When your parents say, I feel absolutely confident that you can go on this coach to an away game without us. You couldn't do it now. They'd be too many papers to sign, wouldn't they? Barry, my junior Hornets, his mum used to bring in, drop him at the top there, and go off and leave him and... Come and pick him up when we got back. Mm. A lot of them, I don't think I had any parents travelling, only the four dads that yeah. helped me. Yeah. Going back to Graham, he knew everything that was going on, off the field, on the field, behind the scenes. Ian Bolton came to stay with us for one night when his marriage failed. Yeah. He stayed for four months. <laughs> Graham knew. <laughs> Graham knew. What's this I hear about? Ian Bolton living with you, well, not living with me, but right. at my house. Yeah. And he told Molly was another one that used to ring up. Uh, have you got so and so at your house? So and so going to be home at 10 o'clock tonight. <laughs> and this is something that I think is missing with the managers now. And I think Rob would have been 
involved, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, we got that feeling actually. We thought, we thought it could be slowly swung round to that way again, but alas, it wasn't to be, unfortunately. No, but he before he when we were at that training day, mm. uh, he sat with us and he said, "Have you ever thought of doing a Junior Hornet Fair of the Match award?" No. So Chris now does it. I don't know how you do it now, but you get one of the kids, you know, say why they sort of chose that player. Yeah. And then they go over at the end of the match and present a little patch to say Junior Hornet Man of the Match. And brilliant. Rob sort of did that. Right. So there's a there's a legacy. There's yeah. a legacy. That's yeah. nice. That's fantastic. As, as a question, because of course the Junior Hornet started in 1980 something. Yeah, definitely. Now, of course, it was a cup final. Right. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. Before 84. Now, of course, with, with, with families, but also the support are potentially more remote. And we do, obviously, a lot of our stuff, everything we do is online, et cetera. Is there any kind of thoughts or plans for, for, for something who are, those supporters who are remote, you know, those people who, who aren't there? For example, my godson, technically, his name is Bradley Barry Redfern, but we called him Derby Away Postponed because that was, that was the Saturday morning. And within 15 minutes of his birth, myself and Kev, our friend of Barry, we had him into the Junior Hornets within that period. But he's now in Australia, and obviously he's far too grown up. But there's loads of worldwide and global kind of focus on on this club. What do you think about moving it globally? Can you do? You've got a lot of junior hornets abroad, and they all it's free to sign up. So any kids that listening to this, and you're not a junior hornet, sign up, and they get a lovely box and a letter from me, um, and they're welcome. You know to do and. To send requests in, I had a letter from Bess Taylor's grandson. Oh, wow. Uh, saying, you know, he's an Al Julia Hornet and he got my letter. Uh, and you'd say, you were asking for ideas. Can we do things that my dad used to do, which is Adam, which was yeah. his son? So I think. You are open to these ideas. Fabulous stuff. So it's still it's still innovating no, even now. I don't work for the club now. I'm eighty five. And... I know, but you can tell them what to do. I mean, Chris is Chris is in here. We know we know who he's going to be talking to. Is... <laughs> he's always asking, Adi, what what can we do to an it? And I, I'm just so grateful, and I do say thank you to you, don't I? Um, send a message, thank you for what you're doing for the Junior Hornets. But I just want. More kids to join up, apply to be a mascot, um, come in my stand. When you see me walking around the ground, come and talk to me. If you've got any ideas, pass them on, you know, and I from pass them on. Because I just love walking around and now I've got one of these. Access all areas. Oh, wow. Hold on. This is, this is, oh, this is good. This is an access all areas and Swanson Pass. Wow, I want one of those, no, but I'm very—it's very unlikely that I'll ever get one. <laughs> well, it's because I can go now to all parts of the ground and talk to the kids. Amazing, and I love it. Amazing. Well, I think they're about to start letting the fans in, eh? yeah. so we probably ought to wrap up. Um, well, thank you very much for taking the trouble to talk to me, and I wish you luck, and I wish all the kids luck and. Come on, you on it. Come on, you on it. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Anne. Thank you for giving us some of your time. Pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you for Chris, who stayed 
Strong, quiet, and silent. Yeah, but Chris is here to look after me. Quite right. He's doing that job. <laughs> My RPA is not here today, Barry. Yeah. Uh, he easily looks after me. No pressure then, Chris. <laughs> I was going over to the family's room now. Okay. Um, I was over there earlier, so talking to... Uh, talking to, was it? Is it Barry over there? A different Barry? No, uh, no, no, it wasn't. Oh no, no. Love, lovely guy from the church. Sure. So I was sitting there chatting with him, and the stuff that they're doing, we might pop over and actually have a word with him about that there. So we've just come over the road, um, having having interviewed Anne in her seat, in her stand. Not often you get to say that, really, is it? No. And I'm here with Brian from Cornerstone Church. You will probably know Cornerstone because it's got well. Got a bit of a landmark next to it in terms of a blooming great big Graham Taylor mural next to it. But if you've been coming up on match days over this season, you will see that there will, there's been activities going on. I'm here, with, as I say, with Brian. Brian, what, what's been going on of a match day here at Cornerstone? We've been very happy to be associated with Watford Football Club and the Junior Hornets at the Cornerstone Church. And this is a place that uh, the Junior Hornets mums and dads can come to before the match uh-huh. and enjoy hospitality of the club with games, there's music, there's all sorts of interests and activities which they can enjoy before they go to the match. Great. So if you're coming to the game and you're you're here a little bit early, is it by appointment or can anybody kind of turn up and just say hello? No, just turn up. You're more than welcome. We'll just turn up. Wonderful stuff. So there's all sorts of activities go on. Today is, uh, you know, sort of unfortunately, is the first wet day. <laughs> um, but I know the bouncy castle is about to turn up even so. And we've got the uh, um, gazebo up, out, outside with the music going on. So it's going to be hard to miss it unless you're going straight to the rookery, for example. But if you come up to the Vicarage Road end and come and get to the, the Grand Taylor mural, and if you've got any kids who, you know, you might need to think, well, how am I going to amuse them for an hour before the game? Bring them to Cornerstone, and there's a number of things that go on. But you also do a number of other things with the community, not necessarily on a match day. We were talking about earlier on. I mean, the, the hall here—it's quite—it's a general purpose hall, isn't it? And you you use it for a number of things. What what other kind of things go on here? It is Peter. Yes, this this actual church hall, this little church, has been here for over 130 years. Wow! It's built by the Wesleyan Methodists. We bought it from them back in the '84. Okay. And uh, it's been a church with an independent. Uh, Church fellowship, and we meet here every Sunday morning at ten thirty. There's there's a morning worship. There you go. But during the week, yeah, we're very community minded. This is where we, we and the club have got the same interests, and we have on a Tuesday there's a mums and toddlers group right. meets in the church here nine fifteen, and it's always full. We meet here on a, a Thursdays. There's tap fit, keep fit, dance, which uh, is in the evenings, but that's always full as well. Right, and then Fridays. We have alternate weeks, uh, lunch club and a coffee morning. That's for the older people in the community and it's somewhere where they can come and be looked after, be re- have a rest and enjoy the space. Wonderful stuff. So it's a real community atmosphere. Yes. The other thing is obviously with uh, mother and toddlers on Tuesday, that's going to be a recruitment ground for Junior Hornets, I'm sure, which would be superb. But uh, it, it's here. It's really getting going. And uh, do come along and join because it's part of, as much as anything, it's part of uh, Anne Swanson's legacy as the club yeah. and, you know, uh, community-minded people like Brian take it forward, which is great. Brian, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Anybody, you're more than welcome to come along to any of those events here at the church you're always welcome we'd love to see you thank you sir Brian also makes an excellent cup of tea I'm just saying (laughs) 
because yeah. the stuff that you're doing over there sounds really nice. Yes, and we do get loads of kids, don't we? Um, and it's new, but we're trying to push that as well. So anybody listening that can come on, we only do it on the seed crop kicker, not evening, not yeah. Yeah. Um And it's from 1 o'clock till 3 o'clock. Everybody's welcome. We get academy players. Today, I think we've got a voice team there, comic players from the women's team. Ah, yeah, we saw Helen Ward in there recently. Yeah, so it, it, they are trying, yeah. and it is going to be even better than when I did. It's as long as we remain the family club. Yeah, well, I brought my kids here. You bring your son here. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we're carrying it on. Exactly, yeah, yeah we know, we're carrying it on. You know, it's always I've always felt safe bringing my children here. Well, that's what Graham wanted to get women on their own mm-hmm. to bring their children and have somewhere where they could sit and for me to take them to two away games. Didn't matter that I was on my own. <laughs> you take them and you'll be all right. Well, well, I as as somebody who was brought up in a single parent household, my mum only came to one game. And her only observation, well, two observations. One was it, it was extremely cold. And the other one was that Andy Hessenthaler ran around like Norman Wisdom. She wasn't wrong about either of those <laughs> observations, in fairness. <laughs> oh, the times I sat on the front row and got drenched in my yellow car. Yeah, because it was all open, wasn't it? Yeah, it was open. Gray was sat on the bench in the open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, memories, eh? Uh, absolutely. And it's all pissed them away from Absolutely not. Lovely. <laughs> I think we've taken up enough of your time, nice. man. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Talking to you. Well, yeah, you've got to go. Yeah, you've got to go. You go, you go and sort them out. Well, thank you. No, it was an absolute joy. By the way, if at any point you heard uh, Anne getting distracted, it was because they came and started to put up the nets for the opposition uh, uh, warm-up, and she was rather appalled that people were constructing things near her stand without her permission, <laughs> which, which I think is, uh, is thoroughly in keeping. Lovely, lovely. Thank you so much. And the time. Thank you very much. So there you go. That was a discussion with Anne Swanson. Now, I think you'll agree, still formidable. Any um, ex-junior Hornets out there will probably agree. Oh, that's how I remember Anne, yes. Very straight-talking and no-nonsense approach, which is just how we would want her, to be honest. Um, well, I, I, I'd not met Anne before, and I thought she was absolutely lovely. And I love the fact that she, you know, when we got there, she said, well, we'll sit down then. But I can imagine that lots and lots of the younger junior Hornets, now that she's back in tow, will be going up to their parents and going, no, we love... We love Anne. Anne's lovely. She's all nice and cuddly, and their parents are going, same Anne? Are yeah, you sure? Yeah. Maybe she's we mellowed. Love we love her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, formidable, really, driving down from Cambridge t- to watch a game. Yeah, so that's not a short journey by any means. You know, she's 85, so good on her. Well done, Anne. Thank you very much for joining us. It was um, lovely talking to you. Yeah, there we go. So that's our chat with Anne Swanson. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. More stuff to come over the World Cup. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet. We haven't probably even, even thought about it yet, but there will be stuff to come <laughs> over the World Cup don't worry about that and a few nice things coming your way as well which we're sort of in the background working on so look out for those as and when until then Ewans more nonsense to come Ewans Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.